أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد all praises to Allah and may his peace and blessings be upon his servant and messenger, our master Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. It's narrated by Imam Muslim in Sahih. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kana yu'allimuhum hadha dua kama yu'allimuhum surata min al-Qur'ani. يقول قولوا اللهم إني أعوذ بك من عذاب جهنم وأعوذ بك من عذاب القبر وأعوذ بك من فتنة المسيح الدجال وأعوذ بك من فتنة المحيا والممات. That Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to teach the companions رضي الله تعالى عنهم the following dua, just like he used to teach them a surah from the Quran. Meaning what? It's not part of the Quran. But it's something very important, the transmission of which is a core part of the deen. Without the transmission of which, some part of the deen is missing. He used to teach them that they should say, they should pray, they should supplicate constantly, Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from the torment of the hellfire. And I seek refuge in you from the torment of the grave. And I seek refuge in you from the torment of the false messiah. And I seek refuge in you from the torment and the punishment of life and of death. Abdullah bin Abbas anhu is one of the most prolific hadith narrators from the Rasul sallallahu alayhi primarily because of two things. One is because of his eagerness to learn. That he would sit at the doors of the senior companions anhum, even after the Rasul sallallahu alayhi passed away and he would learn from them to the point where his colleagues and his peers would ask him, what are you doing? And they themselves realized what he was doing when they witnessed the day when all the elders had passed. So he gathered a great amount of information. The second reason is because he was given a special position by the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and then thereafter by Sayyidina Abu Bakr Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhum beyond his age because of his understanding of things. So not only was he a good student in his youth, he was also a prolific teacher when he grew older. From amongst the canonical narrators from Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu anhu is an individual, one of the Imams of the Salaf, his name is Tawus rahimahullahu tabarak wa ta'ala. It's said that Tawus who was a transmitter of the Qur'an, he was a transmitter of hadith, he was a transmitter of fiqh, he was a transmitter of all the core disciplines of Islamic learning. That Tawus was of the opinion that the Salat is not valid without this dua being read. Now, this is not one of the madhahib of the, 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 the sunnah that are currently still extant. So what I'm saying is not a fiqhi opinion in that sense. But the idea is what these people were not lightweights. It's important. It's something that's important. 
if he were to get the impression that this dua without it the prayer is not valid whether the prayer is valid with the dua or not we should understand what that this dua is something very important it's part of the sunnah it's part of the deen what was it that his ustad his teacher abdullah bin abbas said that the rasul used to teach the people this dua like he used to teach them a surah from the quran and so it's narrated that tawus in his later life held that this was such an important dua for people to make that his son once when he had prayed he asked him did he make this dua in your tashahud and his son said no he says go repeat your prayer he said go repeat your prayer and although like i said from the four madhabs of uh, the sunnah that are extant to this day it's not considered a an integral part of the prayer by any of them but even myself when i read maliki fiqh in mauritania it's like it's in the, 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 you know, the first book that you read where they teach the kids how to pray. It's there in the du'as that are said in the tashahud afterward. It's there. It's, it's included and it's still taught to this day to children. What's the point of mentioning this? That the Messenger of Allah وسلم, from our great mashayikh, the khatima of the huffad of hadith, Mawana Anwar Shah Kashmiri rahimullah ta'ala had a photographic memory. He memorized every book in the library. One of the most insightful comments that he, he made was that if you want to know what the Rasul sallallahu alayhi was thinking, or at least have an insight into what the Rasul sallallahu alayhi was thinking when he did a particular thing, look at the dua that he would make when he would do that thing. And it will give you an insight of what he was thinking. But the duas of the Prophet sallallahu other than being a powerful connection between the slave and the Lord, and a means to obtaining protection, and a means to obtaining enhancement, and a means to obtaining raising of station, and all of these other wonderful things. It's also a means to obtaining knowledge and understanding. That this was something that was really important. The remembering of what the ahwal and what the conditions that this world will end in are very important. The remembering of the events that will lead up to that are very important. They're not just a tale that we tell to scare children or for some sort of entertainment like Muslim Halloween type event. Understanding these things is understanding the very roadmap of how things are going to break apart. Every generation, every generation believed and is obliged to believe that this may be it. This may be the last generation. And due to this fact, the Muslims have been extremely, extremely good at what? At heading off problems at the past and healing breaks and ruptures where they occur. We know by statistics, everything will fail one day. The fact that it's possible that things can fail means that if you roll the dice, you know, uh, six times, you're going to hit six, at least one of them. That's basic probability. I mean, in real life, it's not necessarily guaranteed. But the point is, if you keep in rolling the dice, eventually you're going to hit six. That's just the way that works. However, the knowledge of how these things are going to break apart is of great benefit to us. Why? Because we can know what the path of degeneracy is. Sometimes knowing the path of degeneracy is just as important as knowing the path of righteousness. Why? Because what happens is sometimes you ignore the telltale signs of degeneracy and you're not able to do anything about it until it's too late. When you're on the operating table in the ER, 
and they're cutting your heart open, this is not the time to say, you know what, I'm going to change my diet and, and do more exercise. Why? Because that discussion, you're a day late and a dollar short. Sayyidina Abu Hurairah, who it's narrated by uh, uh, the muhaddithun in a sahih narration, that he used to, uh, he used to say to his young his young students, because he also lived through the era of the Khulafa Rashidun, through the era of Sayyidina Muawiyah anhu. He used to say to his young students that, oh young man, it's possible that one day you will uh, meet uh, the uh, Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam. So if you meet him, tell him my salam. Now why would he say that? Why would he say that? Why? Because A, it's, he wanted to send salam to Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam at some point. This is something understandable. All of us would wish to do so if we were able to. But more, more importantly, what is it? It's basira on his behalf. What? That he, he can show his students that this is something real. It's something that's going to happen. It's something that you should have yaqeen in. That you should have certainty in. And this is why the ulama considered this to be from the aqaid of Islam. So I had a couple of hadith regarding the last day that I wanted to uh, share. And we're uh, running low on time, but we have this program that's coming up uh, in, uh, tonight and tomorrow, inshallah. And you're encouraged, you're required by the deen to understand this knowledge, whether you come to this particular program or another program is up to you. But you're encouraged to come and bring other people. That we narrate from Sayyidina An Anas bin Malik radiallahu anhu. قال ألا أحدثكم حديثا سمعته من رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يحدثكم أحد بعدي سمعه منه Shall I not tell you or narrate to you a hadith I heard from the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم that nobody will narrate to you after me He says إن من أشرات الساعة أن يرفع العلم that from the signs of the last days that knowledge will disappear ويظهر الجهل ويفشو الزنا and there will be the preponderance, not just ignorance will not just appear because there are always ignorant people. But ignorance is going to, one of the meanings of zuhur is what? It's going to gain the upper hand over knowledge. The preponderance of ignorance and the proliferation of zina, of, of unlawful sexual relations. The proliferation of wine and the proliferation of intoxicants. That you won't see men anymore. Doesn't mean that you won't see male, but you won't see a man, somebody who stands and takes responsibility for his family, for his nation, for his people, for his deen. And you'll see that there will be no one left except for women, to the point that what? That for every 50 women, there will be one responsible man to take care of them and ask, How are you doing? How are you doing? And again, this doesn't mean that men are necessarily going to magically disappear. But you'll see that men are so disempowered and they themselves are so emasculated that they're not going to stand, take care of their family, take care of their masjid, take care of their country, take care of their neighborhood, take care of their neighbors, take care of anything. Rather, everyone's going to be every man for himself. They're going to disappear like salt disappears into water. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq uh, to learn and benefit and to protect ourselves and to heal the things that are broken. Uh, and if we were destined to see what it's supposed to look like when these things are going to happen. That he give us firmness that we're the one and we're not from the 50. Wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.